The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to talk about uh, flying. Uh, Green Party TD for Limerick City, Brian Ledden, uh, recently uh, visited Scotland. He was going on work uh, to visit a wind farm over there and he turned down the opportunity to fly and instead he went by ferry and rail. Now, it took longer and it cost more money, but the reason he did it is because he says he wants to reduce the amount of air miles he is responsible for in the bid to tackle climate change. Angela Deegan of Extinction Rebellion is with me in studio. Angela, thanks a million uh, for coming into us. Um, was this a good example for him to set, Brian Ledden? Absolutely. I was absolutely thrilled to see him set that that example, that, that leadership. Yeah, we need to see more of that kind of leadership. You you too have given up flying, is that right? Yeah, um, I'm not against flying per se. It's because of the emissions associated with it, obviously, that I, I have uh, that I forego flying. So, yeah, I lived in the States for many years and, um, you know, I'm not saying... I have flown, obviously, in my life. <laughs> so I used to visit, you know, come back to visit Ireland once a year when I was living in the States. But when I moved back here um, in uh, 2021, I decided that I was going to try to avoid flying, you know, unless some extenuating circumstances, like if I need life saving surgery or something, I'm not going to, you know, I'm probably going to fly if I have to go somewhere, yes. <laughs> you know, over in the ha- States or somewhere. Ha- has it been difficult? No. No, I, well, I'll be honest with you, you know, I've had a complete lifestyle change. So I, I retired from a job in the States. So I'm in my 50s, but I'm I'm a full time climate activist now. And I'm so busy with climate activism. I, I don't even really um, I, I don't miss it. Like I have thought I have uh, a niece in, in Austria and I would like to visit her, but I just seem to be so busy. <laughs> and um, I don't feel like a burning desire to go. I think when you have a pretty full life and um, not to say that people who, who travel don't have a full life. I'm not trying to say that, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just being honest. I, I really mm. don't feel like it's a hardship. If you, know? you were going and, to travel to visit your niece, yeah. how would you, you you'd get the would you get the ferry and and, yeah. and rail? Is that yeah. how you'd get yeah. there? So the way I feel about it, like I have a very flexible schedule since I'm not working in a paid job. So um, yeah, so I have the luxury of being able to travel, you know, do slow travel. So why would I do anything otherwise? Why would I fly when I don't have to? Um, why wouldn't I? And, you know, enjoy the journey. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be I've, I've traveled from Ireland to Edinburgh in the past and mm. I decided not to fly. And yeah, it wasn't like, you know, there was a few chains, of, changes of train involved. And um, so the way for me, the way to look at it is, you know, look at it as a bit of an adventure, you know, that just adds to the adventure of your trip. And uh well, uh, John Gibbons is an environmental campaigner and he was on News Talk Breakfast this morning and, and he would like to see us as a nation go further. He suggests that we should have flight quotas attached to individuals' PPS numbers. Take a listen. So the idea is basically that's your standard quota. That would, that would basically get you from Dublin to Paris and back uh, once a year. Now, beyond that, uh, what I'm suggesting is that your next 1,500 kilometres would attract a 200 euro uh, levy to offset some of the costs associated with that, the carbon costs associated with that, that at the moment, the, neither the airline industry nor the passengers are paying any of these costs. 
Yeah, that was John Gibbons on News Talk Breakfast. I mean, w- would you agree with that, Angela? That goes a bit further now than maybe kind of oh, a, a wholeheartedly. I, I think that's that's a very just way to do it, actually. Is it? So that, yeah, I, I believe it is because you don't want to just increase, you know, ha- have the price of flights be exorbitant so that only the very rich can travel. You don't want it to have, you know, we, we need to be thinking of yeah. justice. In but this that that is thing. kind of what John is suggesting. I mean, a levy after the kind of an equivalent of a return flight to Paris. Yeah, well, when you think about so somebody, it, if somebody wants a, somebody on a low income wants to go with the family to Santa Panza we're saying uh, you've got to pay huge costs to do that but somebody who's uh, who's a high earner yeah you can go where you want you can afford it well I think if we think about it in the terms that 80% of the people in the world actually nearly 90% will never fly so we're already anybody who's able to fly you know once a year or every you know every couple of years is actually a very you know lucky person it's a luxury we should cons- consider it a luxury um, that's the way I would look at it and um, you know, we're in a climate emergency, um, but many people are not acting like it's an emergency. They're afraid to look this emergency in the eyes and mm. we have to act like it's an emergency. And um, emissions from aviation worldwide um, constitute 2.4% of of all emissions. So it's and it's um, flying is aviation is increasing. We have to we have to rein it in. Owen Corrie is with us as well. He's the editor of Air and Travel magazine. Uh, Owen, do we need to rein in our, our the, the 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 mileage we cover by air? Yeah, um, Kieran, we've it is an emergency. It's something that uh, the aviation industry has to address. It's something that society has to address. But it's not practical to uh, leave, um, you know, what Angela and John are proposing to engineer uh, flying out of the reach of um, people when we're in a peripheral island. It makes a lot more sense if we were living in Germany, France, where there are alternatives. But um, the economic price that Ireland would pay uh, out of opting out of flying is much, much higher than in those countries. And I think there are other ways you can go about this. Um, that's like what? really the practicality of this is uh, it's not practical for what, what, us to stop flying. What, what are the other ways out of this then? Well, we reduce emissions. Um, we can reduce emissions st- straight away. Uh, and they're low, you know, it's quite interesting that the, some of the very obvious ways of doing so, aviation emissions aren't being addressed. The most uh, spectacular those is the uh, reorganization of air traffic control systems all of that taking the european commission taking on the member governments all of that pretty well pretty well set out um in the debate because the debate is is is, um developing and evolving and um, hugely beneficial explain that to me uh, and everybody else who doesn't understand what you're talking about forgive me i mean how does reorganization of air traffic control lead to reduced emissions single european sky kieran uh, would reduce emissions by about 20 percent how because we have 27 different air traffic control systems uh, operating for the different European countries. All of them are quite uh, national and quite national, uh, vociferous in how you know we organise our own air traffic control. Out of that comes the issues like the Heathrow stacks, all of that. Uh, the um, the over the hub airports, the, the the holding patterns that aircraft are in, aviation industry airlines have been screaming about this for many many years. Okay. 
interestingly enough, um, the Irish government has should be engaging in this a little bit more than it should. It's not easily solved, Kieran. I'm not throwing, pointing fingers of blame, and it's one of many things the aviation industry should be doing. It can be doing uh, its own little lot. There's what I hear, and remember, I'm be covering it. I've covered aviation a long time, and I've also been watching what else, what the alternatives are. I did. The take the 30-hour ferry to Bilbao and back on the LNG ferry earlier this year and also reacquainted myself with the other long-distance ferries from yeah. Dublin to Sherbrooke, for instance. But there's... The, the, I, I need to come back to the core uh, the core argument that in response to what Angela and John are saying, that I'm, I'm not I'm not a spokesperson of the aviation industry. I'm in the analysis, yeah. not the advocacy business. But the core argument is that peripheral economies such as Portugal, such as Norway, such as Ireland, uh, if we start getting out of aviation, we are going to pay a higher economic price than we probably can afford. Angela. Um, well, I urge people to think about the price of not dealing with um, skyrocketing emissions, uh, greenhouse gas emissions. I mean, climate disasters are very costly to remediate and we're seeing them more and more. Um, we've seen just recently terrible flooding in Tralee and Listowel. And it's very costly to clean these up. And um, that's just a, a small taste. I mean, it's going to get a lot, lot worse. And there are people, you know, a third of Pakistan was underwater. How much did that cost to remediate all that? And how many lives were lost? I mean, we're talking lives here. A lot of the aviation that's happening is is luxury. It's, it's, it's um, I mean, so long as we have the basics to live, um, I don't see that we all need to be... Um, jetting off here, there, everywhere. Um, All right. Angela Deegan of Extinction Rebellion, Owen Curry, editor of Air and Travel magazine. Listen, thank you both very much uh, uh, for joining me for that. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.